Welcome to Category, Category Is. is. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Maurice? Not much. What about you? I am good. Good. I am feeling fun and festive. <laughs> it is now December. Have at it. Are you playing your Christmas music? Actually, today I did start playing Christmas music okay. in the office, yes. Okay. I was streaming uh, my my Christmas playlist on Spotify. It needs okay. to be updated. But you know, had some Tony and some Patty and some Mariah. Mm-hmm. You know, I have some uh, some Luther, some Will Downing. Mm-hmm. Very, I like very sexy Christmas music. You do. Do um, you have Christina Aguilera? I do have Christina Aguilera. Because I, I heard her song in some store I was in. I was like, I forgot that she had, you know, the really good Christmas. She's a really, it's one of my, it's one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. Christmas albums. Yeah. Um, trying to get into the new Jessie J. Who's that? That's the girl I told you, you said about last, last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. She's from England, London, I think. She's dating uh, Channing Tatum now. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Okay. She's an awesome singer. She's just mm-hmm. loud. Mm-hmm. And she has songs like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Jingle Bells. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, I, I like, you know, making love under the Christmas tree. <laughs> I like really nasty. Not nasty, but just very inappropriate. Like, yeah. Not children's like, sexy. Grown Grown. People. You know, uh, quiet storm Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> you in a giving mood. <laughs> in a giving mood, yes. When you're, when you're feeling like you're in a giving mood. Honey, it's the season to give. Those yes. who give shall receive. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get festive. You know, where do you want to place your mistletoe? Oh wow, You're getting a little grown. For Sorry, a little grown. Yeah. Sorry, you know, we're a family show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was your weekend? So, I got my Christmas cards in the mail. I got them all finished and like mailed them out. I think on Friday, like Friday afternoon. Thank you. It was lovely. <laughs> You're mine. welcome. And then he was sick, so I was like babysitting and. Mm doing you know caring being a caregiver being a caregiver and so since it was a lot of downtime so what i did was i started reading a new book what book it's called fire and blood okay by who by george R. R. martin so it's the history of the targaryen family 300 years before the game of thrones series started I'm about to say, this sounds like Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm like going through my like historical Rolodex, uh-huh. like Targaryen, now trying to a real family. Yeah. Okay. Not, yeah. So I started that because, you know, the Game of Thrones uh, new final season doesn't come out until That's like, not written April. by R.J. Tolkien? No, you're thinking, that's Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so started reading that because I'm trying to fill the time between now and when the final season comes out. So... That's in April, so I started reading that, and then I also started watching um, a new show on Netflix. What? It's called Bodyguard. Like not uh, the Bodyguard. You know, yeah, Whitney. not like Whitney. Kevin Costner. Kevin um, no, not that. It was. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. No problem. So it was actually featuring a guy who was on Game of Thrones. Um, Littlefinger. Not, no. not Littlefinger. Uh, who's the small one? Which one? On Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage's character. No, not him. Why do I always call him Littlefinger? Yeah. <laughs> so messed up. That is not politically correct. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's um, Rob Stark. Who, okay. You know, the Red Wedding and all that. Like, So that's when um, he was on the show. But he's like the lead um, character. So it's about this British... Um, personal protection officer. So he was a police officer. And then he got like kind of promoted to... Um, protect the 
I forget what her title is, but she's like someone in government. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like a, based in the U.S. No, it's in the, it's based in London. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's this like prehistoric. T- no, I'm, I'm okay, sorry, not prehistoric times. This is this has nothing to do with your book. No, this okay. is completely separate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The connection is just that you know the book is Game of Thrones and then he was on Game of Thrones. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So it's set you know like present day. And she's like the defense minister or something like that. Okay. And so yeah, it's like political kind of drama, little love story thing going on. So nice. And it's about like um, he's not, you know how now they have like the kind of tortured characters. You don't know if they're good or bad. Right. So you're kind of like invested in trying to figure them out. Like so anti-hero. It's, it's like an anti-hero. Yeah. So it's like that. Awesome. Yeah. It was really good. Cool. I'm about. Th- I'm thinking I'm on the third episode. Okay. So the bodyguard. Bodyguard. Or just bodyguard. Just bodyguard. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I might check it out. That sounds like something I could get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know? pretty good. I think yeah. you'll like it. I think I'll like it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, how was your weekend? Well, strap in. <laughs> <laughs> my weekend was lovely. I want to start my weekend. You always have a jam packed I do. That's why I'm always tired. Right. You know, there's a saying that my grandmother, my nan, says all the time mm-hmm. is that I'm always putting 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. <laughs> You know, yeah. so I always overwhelm myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's just how I've always been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to start my weekend at Thursday, if you don't mind. Oh, Thursday long weekend was the highlight of my week. No, I still worked. Oh, okay. <laughs> still worked all yeah. day Thursday, uh, all day Friday. Yeah. Uh, but Thursday was the highlight because I because, saw yes. our forever first lady, mm-hmm. Mrs. Obama. <laughs> you know, last you're not gonna, <laughs> not gonna try mess her up. full name. Not again. gonna try to full name. This okay. Week. And she came to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and we had really good floor seats. Oh, I was up close. She wore this bomb red pantsuit okay. with a matching red shoes. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about red ensembles. Now, I have a question, because you know what I'm about to ask. What? Did she have on kitten heels? No, she had on a grown girl heel. Okay. She's not playing. Let me tell you. Now that she's out of the White House, yeah. all the, the pretenses, mm-hmm. all the, the crap is gone. She had on a, I want to say, at least a four-inch heel. Oh. Possibly higher. Okay. And it, was, it had a little platform to it. So oh. you know the heel. And she's already tall. She's a tall woman, yeah. She gave you real heel. Okay. And she sat it out like she was um, at a housewife reunion. Uh-huh. She was giving you shoe cam. Like, angles. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh. Red. Like, bang of mm-hmm. hair. You know, laid. Laid, full. Had volume with the extensions. Her weave, yeah. Um, she had this... Um, it looked black to me, mm-hmm. but it could have been navy blue. Okay. Nail polish. Like, mm-hmm. she's just turning it. Yeah. You know, she was just saying stuff, like just talking. It was so nice to see the first lady, former first lady, mm-hmm. Obama, talk so freely. Yeah. Because she probably hasn't been able to since. Right. She talked about that. Mm-hmm. She said when she, when they flew after, I guess at the Trump inauguration, when they flew mm-hmm. away on the chopper, she <laughs> yeah. said she cried. Aww. She said because she felt eight years of pressure yeah. to be just, perfect. Yeah. Because they were the first black, they were the first black first family. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't mess up. Right. There could be no had, scandal. Right. They had to walk the straight and mm-hmm. narrow. But she said the pressure of that mm-hmm. was so much. Yeah. And she was just like, it felt good to just know that she could be normal again and <sighs> finally breathe. Yeah. And like, even now, like I think at her last show in, in uh, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. she said that, you know, the whole lean in shit. She said shit. She was like, that oh. shit don't work for everybody. Like she cursed. <gasps> she almost cursed at the one in Philadelphia. But, no. she, mm-hmm, but she just said things like, you know, like she was being very real she and authentic. Real. Yeah. And she was like, you know, there is a lot of racism. Mm-hmm. She told her what she told us in Philadelphia that connected with me a lot specifically was she was like, you know, certain groups of people, 
people of color, Mm -hmm. women, LGBT people, people Mm -hmm. with disabilities have been told that they're not good enough. Right. And she said that she's been at tables of people who run the world and who are in the highest seats of power. Mm -hmm. And she's never seen so much mediocrity. Wow. And she said so... And she talked about how she, when she applied to Princeton, her mm-hmm. guidance counselor told her she couldn't get to Princeton. Right. And that story really resonated with me yeah. because I had a similar experience mm-hmm. in um, high school where yeah. my guidance counselor said I would never get to that school. Oh, and wow. I hold a, you know, law degree from that school. So, yeah. ha. You know, but it was just like, it was so, she was just so real. Yeah, it was so yeah. nice to see her that way. Mm-hmm. But she was just, what she said in Philly, she was like, they're scamming you. Oh. The system, they're scamming you. Mm-hmm. This whole system of basically patriarchy and yeah. white supremacy is, and, is, is yeah. scamming you. So don't mm-hmm. believe it. Don't fall into it. Yeah. It was just, I love her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's one of my top three favorite people of all time. Mm-hmm. Next year, we're going to meet uh, Auntie Omi. <laughs> you claiming it? That's Naomi Campbell, if you don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and Aunt Rue. Okay. Yes, but I was just—I mean, I didn't get to actually meet Michelle, but just to be in her be presence, in her, you know, yeah, sold out. The same here. She was so modest, calling in an auditorium. It was a sold-out arena. Wells Fargo. Yeah, that's what like I was, she was I Adele. Was, yeah, I was like concerned because when I saw that she was coming there, I was like, "How is that going to work?" It was because awesome because it's a huge venue. She was. Um, she was. She was interviewed by Phoebe Robinson. I don't know. Her. Um, she's a comedian. She's on the podcast Two Dope Queens oh, with yeah, Jessica yeah, Williams. Yeah. They have the HBO show, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that you know she's kind of different than okay. other people who have moderated okay thus far i think i believe it's been you know tracy ellis ross oh, okay uh reese witherspoon oh. um valerie jarrett mm-hmm. uh chimamanda ngozi adiche in london right? in london you know our other favorite person her yes. royal highness actually met uh, Michelle Obama for the first time. I thought they had met before, but... She's met Barack. She's never met Michelle. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, she saw the show, I think, in London mm-hmm. yesterday. It was awesome. Uh-huh. I mean, I left just feeling so inspired, wanting to be a big, a better person. Mm-hmm. I just I just love her. And yeah. That's what I'm going to say. If you don't have Becoming, no. go buy it. Makes a perfect Christmas gift. Christmas is coming. I've, um, I'm reading two other books right now. Yeah. But I'm going to have to have a discussion with the book club. Because the other, I, yeah. I, I really want to read Michelle in mm-hmm. the in the in the second book. There will be no miracle here. It's mm-hmm. really the book that's pulling me in more. Okay. So that's that. So that was Thursday. Mm-hmm. Friday, uh, went to work. You know, did my work thing. Mm-hmm. Saturday, mm-hmm. I was in Virginia. Okay. I went to Richmond mm-hmm. to see uh, a good good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He and I hung out and caught up and kikied. You know who you are. If you're listening. <laughs> hey. And we went to the Africana Film Festival. Okay, how was that? So, the full uh, day of films on Saturday was nothing but short films. Okay. So, I went and saw a couple of films um, that were all really good. You know, they spanned anywhere between, you know, 8 to 30 minutes. Oh, so that's perfect um, for your so for, short attention span. <laughs> Don't do that now. But you know the attention span is short. Mm-hmm. But... um. I'm a lover of the arts. I'm a patron of the arts. If you don't know, I love museums, art galleries, mm-hmm. film, theater, dance. It's all my, it's all my bag. Mm-hmm. So that was perfect. Uh, so lots of great films. In particular, there are a few films that I do want to shout out. Okay. Um, but first, I just want to just have a. Can I just talk a little bit yeah, about my frustrations? Okay. Black people, I love us. You know, no. I do. Yeah. I try to support us. Every time that I can. But don't make it hard. Yeah. Make it easy. Make it enjoyable. Don't make it 
yeah. a struggle and a fight and mm-hmm. difficult. You know, when I pay my green ass dollars to come to an event, mm-hmm. that's what it is. And I expect a certain <laughs> level of service. I expect a certain level of of customer service, of of, of, of respect. And, you know, no one was disrespectful of this event. Uh-huh. But this event just was not run at the level yes. for what it should be. Gotcha. Now, mm-hmm. if I was spending discounted black dollars and I got, you know, <laughs> a, a, a black event yeah. or a black product uh-huh. or a black widget, then that's fine. You know, that was reflective of uh, the discounted cost paid. Exactly, yeah. But these earned green dollars spend the same everywhere. But I still have to say that basically it's like, you know, some of the films were running late. Um, some of the moderators were not prepared. Yeah. Some of the, uh, you know, the technical difficulties that were happening that well, shouldn't have been happening. Oh, okay, okay. No, it was like you're running the films from an iPad and dude was over Are here you... <laughs> playing solitaire and he messed up the film. No. And then they got to put the film back up. But then he wants to start the film where it left off. But like, it's already a short oh, film. Wow. It messes up the continuity yeah, of the viewing. Yeah. So anyway, but I'm not trying to bash on it. The other thing that really is frustrating to me is that we didn't get any pamphlets. Now, I saw in that day maybe three hours worth of short films, mm-hmm. all followed by discussion about said short films. Yeah, yeah. And I walked away, and I can't even remember the names of the directors or mm-hmm. the actors mm-hmm. or the name of the film. Or the, yeah. You know? And I talked with a lot of filmmakers and creatives, and I love being in that area. That's so my my wheelhouse and my mm-hmm. zone. But then I can't even go to the website. Like, when I went to the website... Mm-hmm. Can't even find the information there. Mm. So it's really just a disservice to the creators of the yeah. work because they do need to and deserve to have their work discussed right. and appreciated mm-hmm. and, and, and amplified. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I have a platform. I told a lot of people there. I have a, a, a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll try to remember. But, you know, also I didn't go to the film festival as a professional because that's not my industry. Right, I went right. as just a viewer. Just a, yeah, but patron. some of the stuff really touched me. Mm-hmm. Some of the films um, that we specifically chose to go to were... Mm-hmm black queer films oh, okay. made by black queer writers mm-hmm. directors like moonlight <laughs> yes mm-hmm. um boots riley uh he was um the director of why am i blanking on the name right now because you didn't have a pamphlet <laughs> right oh, oh my gosh now i'm upset <laughs> no boots riley he did that film um sorry sorry to bother you there it is sorry okay, to bother you so that was, it was out earlier this year mm-hmm. uh, so he was there you know it was nice to meet him but I was more focused on the up and coming uh, uh, people who did work. Okay. But there was a, a particular set of work that really, really I love. There was one short film about these young boys mm-hmm. that was kind of dystopian. They were in this world that was like uh, decaying and disheveling, but it was a school for black boys to learn to love one another and to get along with one another. Okay. So it was this metaphor, and it was just uh-huh. a beautiful film. And at the end of it, I was literally crying. Uh-huh. It was a 19 minute film. Okay. That film was called Feathers. Okay. Uh, I am upset that I don't know the name of the director. I don't know the name of the uh, who who did the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could have done looked it up, but, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a whole you know full time plus job. Yeah. <laughs> there was another film uh, by a a a black queer artist that I absolutely adored. Mm-hmm. It was just about a black boy in the rural south, a black boy in the rural south who. Mm-hmm wants to learn to fly like a plane or like as a bird <laughs> like as, i think more like as a bird okay uh i'm not going to give it too much it was a really short film okay. it had no dialogue 
but it was beautiful. Uh, the name of the director of that film, he's a poet. He, uh, that film was actually executive produced by Spike Lee. Oh, okay. He, he goes to Tisch School of Arts at NYU, mm-hmm. and he uh, won uh, a scholarship to have that film done. Okay. His name's Terrence Day, okay. and the name of the film is Cherish. And it was okay. an absolutely beautiful film. I loved it. And there was another film by... Um, uh, a choreographer and a dancer. Mm-hmm. His name is Donald C. Shorter, okay. and it was called uh, "Learning to Breathe Underwater." And it's beautiful. Okay. So, you know, I always try to support other black, mm-hmm. especially black queer artists, as mm-hmm. us being two black queer men. And I think that it was, huh? No. You like the word queer? I don't like that word, right? But yeah. it's always nice to be around other academics uh-huh. and creatives. Right. Well, I'm not a creative. Well, yes, you are. I am in a way, right? Yeah, we're creating this podcast. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. We are creatives in a certain kind Don't of way. Don't diminish yourself. But you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm an artist. Okay. <laughs> if you will. Definitely yeah. not. But I am a creator. A creative. Yeah. Okay. But it was nice. So that was that was the film festival. Mm-hmm. Ate lots of food. Richmond has a cute and budding food scene. It's mm-hmm. nice to hang with my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, hung with my sister a little bit in the okay. uh, D.C. area. Mm-hmm. The DMV. Mm-hmm. Brought my black ass on home and got ready for work this week. But that was my weekend in a nutshell. Okay. But I did want to just take the time to specifically. But, you know, I really wanted to just take the time to to air my grievances about Mm -hmm. how sometimes when you go to the... I understand that these yeah. are not-for-profit organizations. No, no one's probably getting still. paid. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to do it, do mm-hmm. it right. You know, I need a fancy... They did have pamphlets, but that was only for, like, people with VIP or access artist passes. Yeah, yeah. But they don't need them. I was like, you could just print it on a piece of paper. Yeah. Like, or at least have it on the website. Yeah. But, again, I did want to just shout out some of the, the works of art that I viewed that were really, really touching. Okay. Beautiful. So Good. that's my weekend. Awesome. That's yes. a long weekend. Sorry. Isn't it? Sorry for a long weekend recap. Okay, let's get into these categories. No, oh, what? no. I'm always doing that. I'm always skipping. You are. Let's get into these drinks. Yes. Tell the people what we're drinking tonight. What we drink what do we call this? I don't know. I don't know. This. So this week for the month of December, for the final month of the year, we're gonna give you some festive cocktails. Festive cocktails. So our first festive cocktail mm-hmm. is basically it's vanilla vodka yes rum chata mm-hmm. which is like a a liqueur yeah a it's, creamy liqueur mm-hmm. so it's based on like horchata which is is it i don't know if it's puerto rican is it mexican is it mexican maybe it's mexican i don't know they I make know. it with like rice don't they it tastes tasty yeah <laughs> but anyway it's good so we're drinking that tonight yes a, a little, little bit, bit of cinnamon on top a little bit of cinnamon on top and it's it's a it's a nice some creamy cream. cocktail. Yeah. Um, I just poured some more. <laughs> we'll hit you guys each each week this month. We're gonna come. We, we we know we're gonna come to you with a new cocktail. Festive cocktail. Festive for cocktail. The season. True. Yeah. Because we've kind of been in our wine our bag wine for like a while, but you know it's the end of the year. Let's you know we'll do it up. Do it up. So do it big for the next four shows. <laughs> Is it four <laughs> for the shows in December? Mm-hmm. We're giving you cocktails. We're gonna give you cocktails. Come December, we'll be back to our yes. wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, now, now. Category, 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 category is. is so let's, can I, can, I don't even want to make it a category. What is it? <sighs> category is tired, run down, broke mm. down, and over it. How about that? <laughs> Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh okay. Andy, cut the show. Mm-hmm. Andy, fire all the girls. All of them. All of them. They all can go. Except for, honestly, no. If you're going to have two stay, have Portia. No. 
and Eva stay. But I say fire, it's, it's fire them all. Fire I mean, them all. I do like Eva. She's my favorite mm-hmm. thus far. Okay. She's a breath of fresh air. Because she's new. Because she's new. Yeah. But still fire her. Mm-hmm. And bring in all new girls. Shamari is just ghetto. I don't even... She's low budget. Mm-hmm. She's the girl who's she married to Belle Bib no yeah. yeah, And they, they they talk about how she does look low budget. Mm-hmm. She needs a makeover. She, mm, she won't last long. Eva was being more. nice. I'm not. You yeah. need a makeover. Um... The only one to me who needs to be a housewife is Marlo. I don't know why every week yeah. I'm Team Marlo. I'm Team Marlo. I've been Team Marlo. Um, she's the only one who gives me any semblance of what's called entertainment. Mm-hmm. Nini can go again. I'm tired of Greg and the cancer. It's just it's mm-hmm. too much to handle. Mm-hmm. Candy's boring. It's just I'm bored to tears. This yeah. is not entertainment. This is not what we pay for. I don't know if it's production. I don't know if it's no. editing. No. I'm just, it's its just, I can't, I, honestly, I'm trying to give you a recap, mm-hmm. but I can't even tell you what happened because I was that bored. bored. Well, it's not editing, it's not production, because you can't edit or produce what's not there. Like, if they're right. not bringing it, if they're not giving it to you, mm-hmm. you have, you know, 45 minutes of stale right. interactions. But there was something that I thought was kind of interesting, because I was, te- I don't know, I was like... You know you and I text. Mm, yeah. So during Sunday night, I'm texting yeah. everything from the show. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how I keep, like, mental note mm-hmm. to bring it back up because I can refer to it. Mm-hmm. But it's just that um, there was there was discussion about cheating. Okay. Because Candy had heard some stuff in the streets about mm-hmm. Porsche's man before Porsche's man was even Porsche's man. Mm-hmm. And Candy went and had a conversation with Nini and Cynthia mm-hmm. and... Marlo, mm-hmm. and she asked them whether or not she should approach Portia with said information. Right. They all said no. Stay out of it. Oh yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. So then, unless she had valid, concrete proof, we'll get to that. Okay. Because I think you and I have two different mm-hmm. schools of thought. Okay. So then, somehow the information gets back to Candy. I mean, not to Candy. To Portia. To Portia. Okay. And Candy believes that it was Nini. I'm pretty sure it was. Nini denied it. Of course. Portia admitted that it was Nini. So it's just like... <laughs> it was definitely... Girl. Portia was like, Nini came and told me. And Candy's like, I think it was Nini because Cynthia wouldn't do it. Cynthia and Marlo definitely wouldn't no. do it. So it was Nini. Yeah. But anyway, it kind of re- helped me raise a question. I had a discussion with another friend uh-huh. about something similar. Two other friends, actually. Okay. About something similar. One friend, it was like, they, they were like best friends. There was a cheating situation. Mm-hmm. The best friend didn't stop his best friend from cheating. And like um, a, and a, so there's two guys are best friends since uh-huh. forever. It was a bachelor party. I the, mean. The, gro- the groom cheated. And then the bride found out before the wedding. And she's the, still married. She did. Uh, well. And But now she's mad and she doesn't want her husband to be friends with his best friend because she felt like it was his responsibility to stop her husband from cheating. on him as her husband. Okay. And then there was another friend who said that it was a friend of a friend's popular on social media. Okay. She has like thousands of followers. Okay. She posts her boyfriend often. Uh Uh-huh. So one of her followers who does not know her in real life saw her boyfriend out in... Very comfortable positions um, with another lady. Very, yeah. Hopped into her DMs and was like, hey, I don't know you, but, but this is what I saw. Did she have pictures? That video? was my thing. So I, was like, have... I was like, unless she came to you with a video mm-hmm. or pictures, right. you don't know her or her motives. At all. 
She need to mind her business. Exactly. And, I, and, and who the hell she thinks she is? Who the fuck is she? For telling you. Yeah. People get in, uh, uh, social media confused with mm-hmm. real life. Real life. Because <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Like, uh-uh. I, I, unless I had, like, concrete, hard evidence, video, photography, I would have to have something to present as evidence. Like, I'm not going to be To like, a stranger or to your friend? To my friend. Oh, see, I just disagree with you. Why? Because, all right, so this is my thing. Mm-hmm. I know we, in earlier shows we discussed how I view friendships. Yes. Your friendships are all or nothing. Yes. I have lovers. You do. <laughs> okay. You are one of the friends on the first tier. Mm-hmm. Only tier. I only have one tier. Okay. Oh, um, the first on your tier. Your first on, you're on my first tier. Okay, you know, okay. The family's at the core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because family ain't going nowhere. They're not, yeah, exactly. You know, like, at least in my family, we can have fights, disagreements. But at the end of at, the, at the day, day yeah. you family, mm-hmm. despite it all. Yeah. Friends will never be that mm-hmm. because I could always get rid of you. Mm-hmm. But friends who are on the first tier mm-hmm. are practically family. So you a first tier friend. Oh, thank you. I feel like if I saw your man cheating mm-hmm. and I came to you, mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would feel obligated to tell you. Obligated. <sighs> but do you have proof? My word is my proof. And that's how serious I take it. Now, if you want the second and third tier, yeah. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> not saying a damn. Keep my mouth shut because it shut. gets too messy. It does get messy. But see, yeah. for me, not a lot of people. I can count on one and a half hands how many mm-hmm. people are on that first tier. Right. Yeah. It's very, very tight. Yeah. But still, at the end of the day, I would appreciate it that you came to me. But I would still need some evidence. Okay. And then... I would not present anything to a friend if I did not have evidence. So one of my friends saw like her friend's uh, boyfriend like in a grocery store, like one shopping cart, him hugging up, kissing up on this other girl, mm-hmm. and she couldn't get her phone out fast enough to like snap a picture. Right. And so she was like, "What do I do?" I was like, "Well, you can't say anything because you don't have the hard proof." Why would I like? See, this is this is the thing. Mm-hmm. A stranger coming to you, you don't know that person. Right. You don't know their motives. Right, they could be true. playing you. Mm-hmm. You've known me for how long? Right. Why would I lie to you about something that's like true. that? That's true. That's true. I wouldn't make that up. That's true. So that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. my word. Mm-hmm. You knowing me, you being on that first tier, mm-hmm. or 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 you being on my first tier rather. That's all you should need. I mean, I would take into consideration. I wouldn't necessarily. I'm not saying you want to break up, but I, right. would, I would feel because I couldn't imagine. Now let's imagine I sat on that information, mm-hmm. and a year goes by, mm-hmm. and I tell you that I knew a year ago. A year ago, how would you feel then that I didn't share that information with you? You not you would be questioning me. No, I don't think I would because knowing me, if you didn't have the evidence, then I'd be like, I would take it for like, okay. You know, mental note. Then I'll start gathering my own evidence. Right. But it also depends. Like, are you suspecting cheating at the time or right. not? Is it's, it? It's, are you blindsided? Is it? You know. Right. Mm, so I'm just. I would appreciate if someone told mm-hmm. me. Um, what I also appreciate is like, it depends on the relationship that that person has right. with the person. Because, mm-hmm. for example, like, I I think the thing I would do. Mm-hmm. Is approach that person like if, if your boyfriend's cheating on you, right? I would approach your boyfriend, the boyfriend, and be like, You need to to handle that. Now, would you give an ultimatum? 
like you need to handle that by this date or I'm gonna tell yes no, because now you're in- injecting yourself into the I'm not injecting myself. No, I'm giving you the opportunity no. while still trying to remain loyal to my friend without no, being messy. No, because you're on the side. You don't know the dynamics of that relationship. Well, if, you can't say. But if we're good friends and like mm-hmm. you're in an open relationship, I think I would know that. You would. But in the absence of that knowing, you, I mean, you don't know like what private conversations they've had. You don't know what level they're at so this has got to give an ultimatum i don't think it's, it's not an ultimatum i'm giving that i'm giving the, the opportunity the opportunity mm, it's an opportunity no, no yes it is but it's, it's still a, an ultimatum no if it's you not. don't tell him i'm gonna that's an ultimatum you're looking at it negatively it's an opportunity no it's an opportunity it's for you to come clean about what do you want do, do you want to come clean or do you want to get caught well people that's a it's juicy easy. topic. It is. I don't know how this all shoots from housewives. Right. But listeners, please write into us. Mm-hmm. Our category is pod at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Should you tell a friend if you see their partner or spouse mm-hmm. out and about in the public in the public cheating? Because yeah. to me, I don't condone the cheating. But I've, I actually read studies that, mm-hmm. you know, cheating is something that's common, happens in relationships. It's mm-hmm. people's number one worry in right. relationships. Yeah, yeah. And they say that, like, if cheating happens in private, mm-hmm. people are much more often okay with that and more able right. to uh, move forward with Deal their relationship with yeah. as opposed because, to it happening in public. Because why? Because of the embarrassment, embarrassment. factor. Exactly. Yeah. So if, again, and we're talking solely about mm-hmm. you catching your partner out mm-hmm. in public, mm-hmm. the, I'd be horrified. But if he out in public, he don't care. Clearly not. <laughs> that's the thing. Like but that's what makes it worse. Yeah. So again, because he wants, so he wants to get caught. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily what he's on. The other, he's he's not. He's at the Whole Foods on the other on the side. side. <laughs> no, but at the same time, in, if you go into a public space, like if it's we there's no at expectation this, of privacy. Right. If you know we meeting at this hotel down by the airport. That's one thing. Not the airport hotel. You know, that's the seediest <laughs> one. <laughs> or, you know, if we Ooh. at Whole Foods in Center City, that's a different thing. Like, true. you don't care at that point. That's true. Whew, but that was a good category. We, we might have that, a whole other topic. But yeah. please, listeners, write right in. in what do you know? Because yeah. Maurice and I are at a total disagreement mm-hmm. on how you would handle the situation. Okay, what is our next category? Well, you know what? We was talking about housewives. Yeah. Can we just hop, segue into the next topic? Is it housewives adjacent? Yes. Okay. Okay, because again, I'm just going to recap on mm-hmm. housewives. All of them can go. Boring. I think they can just keep Portia because no. she's cute and she's fun and no. she has cute little one-liners. Mm-hmm. And keep Eva because she's cute and she's fun and she is shady mm-hmm. and she's fresh. And then get all new girls. The rest of them can go. No one likes Shamari. She's whack. Yeah, I don't even know I'm why over her. Um. Yeah, they all can go. Cynthia, mm-hmm. Nini, all of them. Bye, girls. And bring Marlo. And bring Marlo. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> well, bring give Marlo her damn peach. Right. I'm about to start a hashtag. Give Marlo her peach. <laughs> there might be one already. There probably is. Yeah. Give Marlo. Marlo, if you're listening, you know us over here at Category Is support you having your peach. But I saw on Watch What Happens Live, I don't know the, the time frame over which this happened. It was pretty recent. But there's this model, mm-hmm. and I've referenced her before on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave her one of my best Halloween costumes. You did. But you know what? 
Take her bullshit back. aside. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not taking it back. Yeah, I'm gonna take it back. I'm not one of the. I'm not a part of the cancellation culture. She's canceled. Her her, her attitude, statements aside, her costume still was fire. Okay. However, mm-hmm. I am looking at her with whole new lenses mm-hmm. because because she was on top. She was on Watch What Happens Live with mm-hmm. Andy Cohen. Okay. Problematic. Yeah, we know how you feel about Andy. Mm-hmm. But it's so sad because you once loved him so much. We're over. We're done. That's in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, now, so there's this model, Winnie Carlo. Mm-hmm. She is a model that has a vitiligo. Mm-hmm. And she's a beautiful, stunning girl. Canadian. Hey, Canada. Toronto. Hey, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the name of our last show. Yes. And, uh, you know, she's reached fame. And she's mm-hmm. been one of the most successful, actual, real deal model. Honestly, because you know I know fashion. But model models on the show. Okay. So she's on the show mm-hmm. and Andy Cohen asked her a question about top model. And she mm-hmm. basically said, and I'm not quoting, I'm kind of just paraphrasing. Paraphrasing, yeah. She was like, you know, top model didn't do anything for my career. It doesn't do anything for any model's career. <laughs> you know, I got big after top model mm-hmm. because this photographer from London, uh, Mark Knight, wanted to shoot with me. We did he a saw shoot. me online. He saw me online. He mm-hmm. saw me. She said, no, she said, not online. Oh. Because Tyra saw her on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. She said, he saw me after the after show. After the show. The show. Ooh. And after being keywords, sis. Mm-hmm. And he did a shoot with me and that shoot went viral. And then she got the Desegal mm-hmm. uh, campaign. Mm-hmm. In Spain. In Spain. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of popped from there. Mm-hmm. Well, bitch. Um, you hmm. Listen to your sentence. Right. Yeah, and so, and she was like, because it's reality TV, nobody takes them seriously, and who has even done anything from that show? Nobody. It's not a good thing for your career. Um... No, no, Tino Shay, like, I think America's Next Top Model Mm -hmm. has made success for the most amount of contestants than any other reality show. American Idol, Mm -hmm. The Voice, like, people, there's been more models who have been made, Yaya Da Costa. Mm -hmm. Um, the Anna Lee girl, mm-hmm. uh, Eva, Eva, Takara, Takara like yeah. Danielle, Danny. Mm-hmm. There's been girls, Joanna. Uh, yeah. I mean, earlier, early. If you got early, early on, on, the earlier yeah. girls mm-hmm. benefited a lot more from the success. Mm-hmm. But it has made girls' careers, yeah, in millions, possibly billions, collectively. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like Jasmine. Yeah, I love Jasmine. One, what season was she on? Because, you know, towards the end, maybe, she, you know, it kind of... She was on a later season where it wasn't still, as good. But still, ATM is a platform. And who was recognizing you before that? Nobody. Tyra found you on Instagram. So, right. if you and if you didn't have that platform, that photographer who you said made you... Right. Wouldn't have known you. And not for nothing. And, you know, I love Naomi Campbell, mm-hmm. but I also respect Tyra. Despite whatever I mean, drama they have. Yeah. I respect the hell out of Tyra mm-hmm. and what she's built and done. Mm-hmm. And Tyra has, through her platform or that show, pushed the boundaries of fashion racially. And, yeah. Body mm-hmm. size, mm-hmm. both width and height. And height, yeah. And Color. She's also pushed weight, on, on like trans issues. Yeah. And the, a, a major part of the reason, and I'm not discounting Winnie's beauty at all. But. But a part no, of the but, reason that she is famous is because of her skin condition. Exactly. And because, like you said, Tyra challenged those norms, those societal norms of what beauty is and what beauty can be, that 
five, ten years ago, would you have seen Vitiligo? No. Never. Would you have seen a short model? No. Would you have I mean, seen... you do have DeAndre Ross and um and Sean Ross, who, you know, well, there's a male model. I I, I don't think her name's Ross. I'm confusing it, but his oh. name is Sean Ross. Okay. And then there's DeAndra. And they're uh, models that have albino. But they That's don't have different. Vitiligo. Right. But they have al- al- albinism. Albinism. But you but without Tyra pushing those boundaries and, you know, because, like you said, size, weight, height, color, you know, differences. Trans models. Yeah, trans models. Like, all these things. Winnie, who, you would be still on Instagram. Who's your agency? Instagram. Instagram. Okay? Like, no. So, she could have played it, uh, or she could have said something different and said that, you know, hey. She, she did release a statement that was much but, better. No, 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 she did not. She went on Instagram. She, yeah, and that's what I put on Instagram. Um, she should have said something like, you know, I'm really appreciative for what ANTM did for my career. Who would have thought I went from, I could have go from doing reality television to booking high fashion runways. I'm really humble and appreciative and blessed. Throw in blessed. Blessed. Because get nobody telling me blessed. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And I really appreciate and respect what that platform did for my career. Humble yourself, Humble honey, yourself. because you're nasty and you're mm-hmm. rude. And although you're Canadian, and I like you for that, they're supposed to be nice. Yeah, honey, you're feeling yourself too mm-hmm. much, and as quickly as it's come, it will go. Mm-hmm. Especially because you know what? People like people they can work with, right? You know, mm-hmm. you can have zero talent but be a nice, be person, a nice person, and you will book jobs. Yeah. So just be nice. Mm-hmm. Be nice. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. And evil was right. The reason that. Drake knows you. The reason that the world knows you. The reason that the man who you sleep with every night knows you is because of ANTM. So don't try it, sis. Okay, she's canceled. Okay, I'm not. I don't believe in cancellation culture. Maurice canceled you, girl. (laughs) Well, child, what's this next category? Child, speaking of canceled, the Kansas City Chiefs canceled Kareem Hunt. Who? Kareem Hunt or Hunty? Hunty. Yes. Hunty's canceled. Canceled. By Karima girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She ain't cashing in Kansas City Chiefs just no more. So I didn't really read the articles. I just saw the video. I did. That's what I watched. So TMZ put out this um, video. Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, it looked a little bit suspect. Because he was assaulting a woman. Uh, However. A a white woman. A Caucasian woman. However, this video was like at 3, like about 3.30 in the morning. First Mm -hmm. off, it's from February 2018. So like beginning of the year. 10 months ago. Yeah. So it's like a security camera footage from the hallway of like a hotel. This woman approaches the door. um, The guy comes out. And then they have some kind of verbal interaction. And then at one point he turns to leave and then some other people come out of the room. And then next thing you know, all hell breaks loose. And then there's like shoving and pushing. And right. then he um, tries to go back into the room and then more people come out. And then he and the same woman um, are like going at it again, mm-hmm. like verbally. And then he shoves, because one of his friends or his entourage is like in between them. So he shoves that guy and knocks both of them down. Right. And then the girl's like, 
stumbling on the floor. And then some other white girl comes running out of the room. Did you see that? I did not. Okay. And I was like, mm, what's she doing in there? Yeah. But um, so then he, people, well, the article said he violently kicked her, but he kind of like tapped her. It wasn't with a violent his toe. kick. But yeah. he, he kicked her when she was down. When she was down. Yeah. Which, and it's, you don't kick someone when they're down. I think it's just, you know, it's just the visual of kicking someone when they're already down and disoriented. I mean, it's for emphasis. But I think that it was just her movements. Yeah. Felt really. Okay. Let me preface this because, you know, mm-hmm. we live in a world where everyone loves to be offended mm-hmm. and you can't say you look Shit. cute yeah. without mm-hmm. getting, you know, pushed back. Right. What happened to that woman was entirely wrong, and you should never, um, ever mm, put your mm, hands on someone. Um, you should never resort to physical violence. Mm, it is horrible. Now, back to the facts, uh-huh. uh, or back to the statements. Okay. She, to me, was getting real bossy. Real. Getting all up in his face. Mm-hmm. Sis, know your role. Mm-hmm. I never condone a man hitting a woman, um, but I've been in I, situations uh-huh. where women have gotten up in my face. Yeah. Or I see women get up, up and on the men's face. Exactly. And then when a man doesn't even hit them, but kind of just like Anytime removes them tried, from yes. his personal uh-huh. space, then they take that as an attack. I'm attacked. You can't, if you want to be a dude and boss up and mm-hmm. get in the if dude's gonna, face, right. please be prepared to get hit. Mm-hmm. I'm not condoning the hitting I'm not, by, by any means. No, I'm not. But you can't do that because it's my, still a person. Yeah. My thing is, you as a woman, you can't haul off and smack some dude in the face and expect no reaction from him. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a problem. Right. Like, you can't, like, and to say, oh, I'm a woman, he shouldn't hit me. Um, bitch, you just clocked him in his face. <laughs> she did hit him. She punched she, him in the yeah. face. Like, so you're lucky that you got off with a toe tap <laughs> while you was <laughs> pushing them elevator buttons. <laughs> right. But, I mean... And then, I mean, you can't hear the audio, so you don't know, like, what's going on. Well, right. Well, you can't have audio on surveillance. Yeah, but then when she was talking to to the police, she was like, check the surveillance footage. Check the surveillance footage. So it was like she went there knowing that it would be on camera. So I did did watch when she she was was talking to the police. She felt very collected. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It felt as though she had talking points. Mm Mm-hmm. She seemed very calm. Very calm. She like, there was a whole narrative about how the hotel worker would not allow her. She was like, the hotel worker would not allow me to dial nine one one. I don't know whether or not that's legal, mm-hmm. or whether or not they can deny someone from accessing a phone mm-hmm. to call nine one one. Meanwhile, I'm like, well, where's your cell phone? Right. You know, this hotel. They don't have. <laughs> are you even a guest here? Right. Like. Right. It was just a lot of it questions. It was a lot of questions. For but me. questions aside, I mean, mm-hmm. this is a 23 year old guy. Yeah. And. I think that people have to, especially, I recognize that people of color, there are certain, you know, we don't play by the same rules. Mm-hmm. And there are certain expectations that are placed upon you. I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. fair, but that's the reality of the world. And when you're given the great, great opportunity to use your physicality mm-hmm. and your athletic ability to play a professional sport at the age but, of 23 but. and out earn people who are actually educated mm-hmm. and are doctors, lawyers, Teachers, yeah, professors, yeah, and but. you can't squander that opportunity. But I think the opportunity is lost on someone who was so young and experienced on life and caught up in the bullshit. 
But then he's still responsible to a certain extent. Yes. I'm not, you know, trying to take that away. Mm-hmm. Like he is definitely very culpable for what he um played in that, but he's not the only aggressor in that. Like, you know, she's just as guilty or responsible. She yeah, she's responsible. Yeah. It's an unfortunate story. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, this person, Mr. Hunt, mm-hmm. has not lost his career. Yeah, because he got released from the Chiefs. He's losing all his deals. Right. And was, it, was it worth it? Like, I and don't that's know what the argument was about. I, I don't know what the argument was about either. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, you know, allegedly she said some racial slurs towards Probably, him. I'm pretty sure she did. And, you know, but you have to, I, I think that people, it's hard because sometimes black people, I, and I'm not, I'm just generalizing here, mm-hmm. so please don't attack me, folks. But in sports, you know, he could have been a gifted athlete. Mm-hmm. He could have been from a poor family, inner city, yeah. you know, that typical story. Mm-hmm. We don't have, once we get into the upper echelons or we're invited mm-hmm. to be a professional athlete in the NFL, mm-hmm. you're not given, the, there's no course on how to do that right. for someone like him. And he might not necessarily have the best, you know, his entourage is his homeboys back from, you know, yeah, where he's from because that's yeah. who he knows and trusts. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you need to Kardashian this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you need to hire a professional who's going to manage your image. Yeah. And, and you need to hire professionals who are going to bring you your girls and not make it messy. And mm-hmm. they're going to sign the NDAs. And, you know, you ha- you're running an operation. Yeah. This is a, you're a, a CEO. This is a corporation. It's a corporation. You're not a mom and pop no more. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, because we went, we talked about like the whole Cardi B and her mm-hmm. assault thing the other day. Like how much change do you expect from these people in such a short amount of time it's almost impossible yeah i mean and think you know he's probably i don't know where he's from but you know he's 23 years old young you know more money than he's ever dreamed ever, probably. right and it's just like he's new in this situation he doesn't not that he doesn't know how to act i don't want to say that but it's just he doesn't like, know the rules yeah of the game yeah because the rules aren't state well the rules are stated i mean to a certain degree right like, the rules are not actually written out and given to you. Mm-hmm. It's socially stated. But, but, but again, does he know how to navigate those waters? If somebody you in your face, you're going to be a human. Right. But You're but, not going to think about the rules. But he doesn't need to real. But, he, but that's the thing. That's the burden that's placed on people of color in these mm-hmm. situations, black men specifically right, in yeah. sports. You can't punch him. You can't punch anybody. But then, I mean, we, can, we could go into a whole other discussion about right. the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they are taking a different stance because when that p- football player Rice a couple years ago like mm-hmm. knocked Rice. out his wife oh and dragged God. her out of the elevator, elevator. <laughs> yes, it was just like, but he back. Yeah, so it's like it, it's good to see the Kansas City Chiefs take mm-hmm. the stance in support of women. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we still mad at people for taking a knee, and I'm not. We don't want to go into the whole too, conversation. Yeah, they got too much going on. We're not going there. All right, child. Well, let's get into this next category. All right, category is. Cosmos. Do you watch Cosmos? <laughs> yes. Like Cosmopolitan? No, not like that. Oh. Like Cosmos, the show on PBS. Cosby's? Not Cosby's. Cosmos. What is that? So Cosmos is this. What, is, like, what, what does that mean? Like the solar system and like the universe and things like that. Like the stars, like all that. Oh, the moon and the stars. The moon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Cosmos. Cosmos. So the host of that is like this super smart. Man by the name of um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the black the black guy man, with the yes. afro, yeah, mm-hmm. and the bad ties. <laughs> yes, 
But I respect the hell out of him because he knows science. And he's smart as hell. So, speaking of assault, numerous women have come forward to accuse him of sexual assault. Okay. Like a Me Too? Like the Me Too, like Bill Cosby kind of assault and sexual misconduct. Right. So... The first, the claim that I read was that this, he had a female driver, which I was like, okay, I didn't know Cosmos was popping like that, that you need your own driver. Oh, he needs his own driver. Yeah. So she was like, a, I think like a production assistant or something, mm-hmm. and she would like drive him home after taping. I was like, okay, you can't get like an Uber? But um, They had Uber back then. This was like a few months ago. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he's Neil deGrasse Tyson. He get me in the Uber. He needs a car. He can get an Uber Black. He needs the same driver. Oh, okay. So anyway, this chick who was his um, like production assistant and driver said that he uh, she drove him home. And he was like, "Oh, hey, why don't you come in and you like we can listen to some Nina Simone." Okay, so he's classy. He's classy. <laughs> yeah. And, shit. and he's like, you know, we can open. So some he asked wine. Her for a date. I mean. He didn't say, let's come up in here and let me explore your Cosmo. No, he did not say that. Okay. He said, let's listen to some Nina Simone yeah, and drink some wine. And drink That's some a wine. proper date. And then he, like, made a cheese plate. Oh, bitch. <laughs> right. Like, he's classy. He's giving him a tango? Yeah. Oh, girl, that's a date. Okay. <laughs> that's a full-blown date. And like, why, why are you mad at that? Uh-huh. Like, so then she said she was wearing a tank top and he took off his shoes. It was like a camisole underneath the uniform? Because I want my driver to be in a uniform. No, I think she had on okay. regular clothes. Sorry. Yeah. So she was like, he took off his shoes, and I was thinking, oh my God, this is too much skin to be seen from my boss. Black men wear socks, even with their flip flops. Right. So what you talk about skin, <laughs> sis? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you ever see a black man's toes, black men don't be getting pedicures. Okay. We, well, we, I do. We, we, I don't know. Gay blacks do. Yes, that's true. But straight black men be having their feet in socks. All, all the time, year in round. The summer. <laughs> in the flip flop at yeah. the beach. I'm yeah. like, what the hell do them haggard ass feet look like? Yeah. Mm. Hammer toes. Hammer toes. She ain't seen no skin. Mm-hmm. He had on socks. Please believe it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me stop interrupting your story. I'm just. I cannot. So then she said that, you know, she stayed for the wine and cheese, but then. Okay. And so. Then he said he wanted to show her a Native American handshake. It involved feeling your pulse and looking into your eyes. Okay. (laughs) I thought it was going to be something else, like a gay handshake. (laughs) Not that. And, like, that was it. And she said she was sexually harassed. Oh, sis. Like, girl. Talking about it was unwanted advances. Did she ever express that? No. Or did she just get up and go? I mean, bitch, you... I mean, you, she left. You, you the driver. You got the keys to the car. Right. She said, I thought to myself, you're supposed to be smart. Why can't you pick up on the fact that I don't want you to touch me? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Because he doesn't read minds. Okay. He's not a psychic. He's, he's not... A, he's not clairvoyant, <laughs> sis. Right. He's cosmopolitan. <laughs> He's 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 uh astrological. Right. And zodiacal. Right. And then like another allegation was this woman was they were at like some kind of convention or like cosplay event or something. Ooh, I don't cosplay. Know. Mm. Yeah. Not that kind of cosplay. Well, okay. 
but you know, like a cosplay. And so the woman had like a tattoo of the solar system on her arm and it went kind of like up. It started like on her shoulder, on her, on like tricep, went up to her like scapula okay. and then around to her collarbone. So that just turned him on. Because he's like nerdy and he's the person who I think... Um, like Mr. Galaxy. Yeah, but he's the person who got uh, Pluto disqualified as a planet, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so, you know, he was like, he made a joke. So they took a picture and then, like, you know, like a group picture. like multiple people in the picture. And then he noticed her tattoo as she was walking off. Someone snapped a picture again where he's like, oh, look, you know, he notices her tattoo. And then in the third picture, he's like looking at the tattoo, like pointing at it. So Mm -hmm. it's like, so she said, he touched me inappropriately. He made unwanted advances at me. And he said that he was trying to find Pluto. I'm like, okay, this man has a connection to Pluto. And he, he touched you. That shit on your body. He touched you on your forearm. You're in a public space <sighs> with multiple people, like within less than arm's reach of you, like all up in your personal space. And you're saying he sexually assaulted you then. For a piece of artwork that you put on your body mm-hmm. and displayed. And displayed. You're a walking museum, sis. But even that, it's just like, girl, like. <sighs> like and if he, I mean, again, like, people touching you. People should never touch you without your consent, right? But you also have to differentiate, like, touching someone on the shoulder, uh-huh. which is, like, you can touch, tap someone on the shoulder to say, excuse, excuse me, me, or, yeah. you know, hello? to kind of yeah. signal to them to move, or mm-hmm. hello, or yeah. goodbye, Yeah. as opposed to touching someone in a private like, area. Like, you didn't grab her by the... Right. You know. Like, things can go too far. Mm-hmm. I'm a feminist. I'm in support of women. And someone's subjective feelings do matter to them mm-hmm. but you have to check yourself right right and i'm not trying to make the analogy because i'm not a woman and i'm very cognizant but about not speaking matter. from the point of a woman no but as a man of color but as a black it. man mm-hmm. things happen to me on a daily basis right and i have to question myself hey did that just happen because i'm black and there's a whole analysis mm-hmm. and there's a whole and it takes and it takes extra work i yeah. know you go through it too mm-hmm. well you have to sit there and analyze a situation and come to a determination as to whether a, a minor injustice or infraction or microaggression uh-huh. happened to you because of your skin color. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that women have to do that too. No, but not I, honestly. That level. But most times, when I go through that analysis, mm-hmm. just as you know, pulling, not looking at it from me, mm-hmm. I find that you know what. It might have been something there, but it's not. It's not proof, and it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't reach a threshold right. of it clearly being, being inappropriate egregious. Yeah. or egregious or heinous. And, right. And so, so it's like, but I feel like, how come people aren't don't have the ability to do mm-hmm. this analysis on their own? Because they want the attention. That's the thing. Like you can't. But I hate to believe that women are really trying to capitalize off of a movement because they, they are. No, they are. Because look, but that I hurts. Mean, that hurts people who are actually who are actually victims of these same of these things. Because it's rampant. I believe it's yeah, rampant. I believe it's rampant. But saying he touched my arm at a party like ten years ago, no, that is not sexual harassment. That is not sexual assault. That is not sexual misconduct. That is not to say that it is is doing a disservice to the people who are actual real victims. Right. And it's not like he was. They have video or photographic proof of him digging up under your bra to look at this tattoo. No, 
He touched your tricep? Because of an image that you tattooed there that specifically connects to him, his profession, vocation, and passion. Right, right. And I'm sure you sought him out to get a picture with him. I'm sure he wasn't like... Because you don't get tattoos. I mean, tattoos are for you, but tattoos are also to show off. Depends on where it is. True. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, (laughs) but like a tattoo on your forearm is something that you have the expectation of people seeing and Mm -hmm. commenting on. Like, oh, hey, you have... The solar system. Because some people talk about the tattoos as being conversation pieces. Some people do, yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's a point of conversation. But, I don't know. It's a reach. <sighs> it's a reach. You think it's a reach? It's a reach. And then he, there was she like reaching a, like Pluto. She's trying to be a planet. Yeah. She's just a star. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but not going to happen today, sis. Not so dry. But the, there was like a third allegation where this girl that he dated in, I believe, college or mm-hmm. grad school said that he... Um, essentially acquaintance raped her or they were in a relationship or they were in a relationship and you know she might not have been into it that one time and so she said that it was rape oh wow Mm -hmm. okay well again I'm not going to comment on rape or what what people believe it to be or what it is to them if you have that feeling of feeling violated then it's okay but like but mm, I think it's I don't want to say it's common but I think that most adults who are of consenting age mm -hmm. may have been in a situation Mm. like where they regretted it later or they weren't the most into it at the time of it's happening and that doesn't you know like but to me unless you notify the other person and the authorities. You know what I'm saying? Or, uh, not the authorities. No, now. definitely the authorities. I'm not going to go as far as the I authorities. I will. Because my thing is this. If we're in a relationship, and because I do believe a husband can rape a wife. Yes. A boyfriend can rape a girlfriend. Or a boyfriend can rape a boyfriend. Or a girlfriend can rape a girlfriend. You know, you can. The relationship doesn't give you access to my body. That's true. And if we've been married for 20 years and have five kids and you roll over one night and want to do it with me and I don't and you continue to after me telling you after 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 this is the key point after me communicating to you that I don't want to and to stop and you continue to me it's no longer consensual so I mean that line is blurred also because no they say that no well I mean it's a bright line to me no, but I mean no, no. They say that a, a married at relationship. any point in the act, you can say no, I don't want to. Right, but you can't expect someone to know your internal feelings, and that's why it gets so controversial. Because I do support women, and I do believe in the mm-hmm. Me Too movement, but for me, it's just it's it's difficult because I can understand how someone could be in this situation, and understand where they feel like they didn't have the agency or the power to voice how they felt in that moment. And that's what makes it so difficult, right? Mm. But I think that's why we, as a community and people, need to talk about what consent is and what consent means. We need to teach our... And I hate to put this in the heterosexual context, Mm -hmm. right? Because it can happen homosexually as well. But I feel like it's more... Gay people don't have the same social mores Mm. that straight people do. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like there's certain things that straight people deal with that gay people have the privilege of not dealing with. Mm. And I think that sometimes gay people don't talk about their privileges. Right. But I think that there's social Mm -hmm. roles that heterosexual women are expected to fulfill and that straight heterosexual men are expected to fulfill to the, that, that disadvantaged heterosexual woman. 
but I think that we should okay. teach, and so I'm, that's why I'm speaking about it in this sense. Is okay. that I believe that we should teach our heteros or our boys mm-hmm. who are heterosexual or who maybe or just boys, period. Well, okay, about consent, mm-hmm. what that means, and that you should obtain it, and then we should also empower but, and teach our young girls that they should demand consent. Mm-hmm. They should demand pleasure because that's also <laughs> no because that's a whole other thing. No, for real. You think I'm black, you think I'm being funny, but I'm being yeah. serious. They should demand pleasure and that they should feel comfortable but, vocalizing such. Okay, that's but all. so then okay, what do you need? You need a legal document sign here, 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 no. initial here. No. Date sign and date here. No. Put a thumbprint right there. It doesn't have to be that formal. But that's it's social. What it it's a is. social so interaction. Anytime, no, if anyone has had sex with you, but from, you know, now to 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, as we learned with Bill Cosby, anyone can say, I had sex with him, but it wasn't consensual. And you can't go back to say, well, actually, yes or no, it was. There's no way you can defend yourself if someone makes right. that claim against well, I think you. The, and I that's think the what Neil deGrasse Tyson is. is saying. That's what Bill Cosby was right. saying. And, like, if you look at the history of like all these allegations in the absence of a police report a rape kit all these things then as society we're supposed to believe and respect and you know appreciate the victim for having the courage to come forward but no she could be making that shit up or she could be not telling the entire truth the only case that got you know kind of forgotten about and discarded was the one against Ryan Seacrest because everybody was like, girl... He is a gay. Yeah. That lady was like, he sexually assaulted me and everyone was like... Mm-hmm. Right. But other, aside but from that... But that's a privilege, right? But aside from that... Yeah, the privilege is with the woman because people... We but that's have a privilege of him victim. being perceived as gay. Well, that too. And that gay man can't sexually assault women because he can. God. But I'm sorry, but straight up with you, Maurice, I'm a gay man, mm-hmm. and I've been sexually assaulted by straight women. I mean, I think we all have. Like, I've been I've, I've been touched in ways that were not wanted. I, I, but I expressed so after it happening. Are you going to file a police report? No, because okay. it's just not... <laughs> because once these people get famous, are you going to file a police report then? You didn't say no. anything back then? Why are you going to say something No, I now? said something in the moment. Right. Okay. But so it wasn't reportable now. in the moment. I mean, to me, it, it wasn't worth it for me. Terry Crews said it's reportable. Well, I think that there's this whole aspect of things to be gained, mm-hmm. right? You know, there, there's, there's money at stake. Exactly. And that changes the dynamic of mm-hmm. this. However, I'm looking at it just, you can't have, there can't be separate laws for people in Hollywood as there are for people in normal every day. So there has to be some baseline level and you'll are. deal with the Hollywood people on the back end. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, is like, I don't believe that people make it up. There are some, but the majority I don't believe do. But I think the problem is, is that the social mores mm-hmm. and, the, and what's acceptable socially mm-hmm. has changed over time. That's what true. I've noticed is that people are now... What is acceptable today in 2018 mm-hmm. was not acceptable in 1988. Yes, and we're going to talk about that later. And people are judging what happened to them in 1988 mm-hmm. against the social progression that has been made present day mm-hmm. and that is where I feel like the unfairness and and inequity right. happens mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because essentially what people are asking for is reparations basically and I'm waiting for 40 acres and a mule 
<laughs> I'm saying, but right, but essentially that is a form of it is, reparations. But, you, but again, but you my can't, thing is, you know, like you can't go, you can't now. How say, agree, my thing is, how egregious is it? But if, what, what happens to you? Now? But like, okay, for example. If what happened, so if someone is claiming that they were sexually assaulted mm-hmm. in 1988, mm-hmm. we cannot judge that against 2018 as a standard of sexual assault, right? Because things change. Well, it uh, depends. But there like are certain bright lines. Right. There are certain clear lines. Right. Like if you were raped, like mm-hmm. rape was horrible in 1988, mm-hmm. now. But like someone groping you, mm-hmm. was that wrong? Like things were very different and things remain different. Th- things change. And that's, and I think that goes to show you in terms of people who want things to change in the movement, mm-hmm. people get frustrated because change is so slow. But also when you're using this discussion that we're having right now, mm-hmm. change is so rapid. Because a lot of these men who are getting accused, mm-hmm. they're not people in their 20s 30s right these are older men who were doing was just acceptable at the time mm-hmm. when they were doing it or and i'm not excusing them for that behavior mm-hmm. but you can't judge someone for conduct 30 years ago that was right. widely acceptable well, that is no longer acceptable can. now that apparently that's the can. issue but I, I i again i say this i'm fully in support of women because i do believe that it is a horrible issue and it's rampant mm-hmm. and i see it yeah you know, like I've I've talked to a lot of my girlfriends uh-huh. about the shit that they go through at work, and I'm appalled that that's happening. But I mean, like you said, there are definite like that's definitely sexual assault. That's definitely rape. That's definitely not legal. Sure, but he touched my tattoo. Yeah, this is a controversial topic. He took his shoes off. He gave me a cheese plate. In his own home. In his own home. But you, you know. Like, he made a che- I felt so uncomfortable. Bitch, why didn't you leave? You had the car. You weren't that uncomfortable. Maybe she felt like she needed to go up because that's her employer. She no. denied him what could happen. I mean, no, you have to understand. Not, there's, no, a lot of, there's a lot no. of, like, she can play. She knew she could play that card if it ever came to something. But, right. um, like, even, like, the Aziz Ansari thing. He was like, this chick put out this whole... Um, Instagram or yeah, Twitter bleeding her. Yeah, and she was like, and I was so uncomfortable, and this and that, and I allowed him to do this, and I allowed him to do that, but I was so. But, th- but she, she allowed. Yeah, and then it's like. But that's why I said we need to teach our, so, our girls to no, have more agency. They have the agency. She just didn't use it. Right. She, so you can't you can't retroactively you can't retroactively say I felt so uncomfortable. I, you know, felt so violent, but you didn't do anything in that moment. You mm-hmm. had the agency to leave. You had the agency to not speak. Yeah, to speak, to not allow these things to happen, but you didn't. You weren't drugs. It's different. Yeah, it's different <laughs> when, you know, a guy in a ski mask beat me up in the alley and took advantage of me. That's different. Well, not, than, that's not took advantage. It, well, yeah, you know what I mean. Me. Yeah. If you're in a ski mask and beat someone up in the alley. Yeah. I would but, say take advantage more in terms of like a Cosby situation. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. And so, but you can't sit here and say, you know, 10, 20 years later that he touched my arm at a Comic-Con <laughs> <laughs> and say that's sexual assault. Like, you are reaching, girl. Well, she's reaching for now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I know this is a sensitive topic. As, as a man, I try not to speak too much on it. But I think that, you know, men also, just because this is... As a gay man, again, I feel right. like I can speak to sexual assault because I feel like sexual assault has happened to me mm-hmm. at the hands of straight women. Well. Who often frequent our safe spaces, mm-hmm. our clubs, our bars. Yeah. Because they want to go out for a night mm-hmm. and have their bachelorette party. Yeah, oh my and, God. And, and make 
my safe space mm-hmm. and my club mm-hmm. a spectacle yeah. or a zoo for the night, mm-hmm. I it, it often and that's why I no longer go to those places. I don't either. Yeah, because a place that was supposed to be a safe bar for me as a gay person mm-hmm. now is overrun with straight girls, mm-hmm. their friends, and the straight guys who follow them. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in a gay bar mm-hmm. and I have to contemplate whether or not the men who are there are gay. Most often they're not. Yeah. They're, they're and then straight. and then you hit on a guy or you try mm-hmm. to approach a guy and he's homophobic. Yeah. In your space. In your space. Such a mind fuck. Yeah. Like that's a whole other category in and of itself. Yeah. So like I'm not saying straight people don't come to our spaces. Mm-hmm. But come knowing correct. that it belongs come correct yes <laughs> yeah. come knowing that it's not yours it's mine yeah, yeah. come being respectful mm-hmm. don't Stop come trying to have fun night penis tiaras and those penis necklaces and the bachelorette party sashes and honestly i would i would prefer you not to come at all at all yeah. honestly but if you're going to come be respectful yeah. of the space yeah because it, cause it's not it's a space for you. for you. You have all the space. Yeah. Already. Already. This space is for us. But the us. thing is, they want to go to a gay space because they feel like they won't be... Sexually objectified? Se- exactly. But then, but then they, they do... Object- but then they exactly. objectify the people who the space exactly. was made for. Exactly. I have been so... I have been sexually assaulted mm-hmm. multiple times by straight women in gay bars. Yeah. It's astounding. It's crazy. Who've just come up to me and grabbed my private parts, mm-hmm. grab, touched my body. Mm-hmm. It's, Ooh, it's, I touched a dick. Take a shot. And it's just like, oh my, like, yeah. you can't do that. I, I'm also a human. Mm-hmm. But they don't recognize it as mm-hmm. that, you know? Mm-hmm. So think about that, people. Challenge yourself. Do the work. Okay. <laughs> you and the work. <laughs> you always be work, 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 work. Sounding like Rihanna. Work, 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 work. Yes, and do nobody, the work. But nobody understands what you mean. Okay, so quickly, if I say do the work on the podcast, mm. succinctly as I can, that means turn the mirror around on yourself. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Challenge yourself. See, look at yourself and see how you are a fucked up, horrible. <laughs> I cannot say that to the people. Human being. No. No, I can't say that. I mean, you can, but. I'm sad, but like, <laughs> sometimes we can see all the problems with the world. Mm-hmm. But we don't take the time to be introspective and look at ourselves and That's see how true. we're contributing to said problems. That's true. So what I'm saying is, is do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, like that could be if someone ch- if someone brings something to you, mm-hmm. don't be defensive. Really try to see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Challenge yourself. See how you are benefiting from privilege. See how you are contributing to perpetuating racism, sexism, homophobia, mm-hmm. transphobia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that requires you to recognize your privilege yeah and to secondarily dismantle your privilege and to tertiarily work against others benefiting from the privileges you have it's very very difficult like honestly i can say that if i were a heterosexual white man mm-hmm. none of what we're talking about would concern me it would not whatsoever because guess what i have all the benefits and mm-hmm. i have all the benefits to your detriment right but again, why do I care? But what I'm asking people to do uh-huh. when I say do the work is, is care. But it's hard. It's hard. I can honestly say I don't know that I would do it, it if I were a different person. Them. Yeah, it doesn't affect them. They're they're not cognizant of right. The, and that's why I'm saying doing the work is hard. Yeah, I don't blame them for not doing the work. I don't know that I would would do it either. Mm. What I'm saying to you is, it's like. 
I still believe in a lot of people our age, mm-hmm. the Gen Zs and Xs and Millennials mm-hmm. or whatever they are, we are a little bit more open-minded. And I think we? that to a certain extent, okay. not as not as open-minded as we could mm-hmm. be, but is anybody, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not judging us harshly, but it's just, you know, our, our, our parents grew up not knowing people of different races or mm-hmm. I think most people our age know people or can at least say they have a friend that's of a different race. They've been to my house. They've been to my house or they know they have a friend who's LGBT, mm-hmm. you know? So like, it's not enough to just know that person, but like actually so do the work them. to understand that person's right. struggle and understand how you benefit mm-hmm. because of the fact that that person struggle. That's all I say when I say do the work is okay. just like challenge yourself. That's okay. all. Challenge yourself. Work, 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 work. He sent me happy work, 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 mm-hmm. work, work. He said. Well, you know who's not working? Who's not working? Mark Lamont Hill. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. High five. Yes. So. She's not working? She's well. not. She got released from CNN. 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 <laughs> she got released from CNN because I don't know if you well you don't you were away this weekend right so you probably weren't following like the news and everything that was happening so apparently he made some remarks he was speaking at the UN and I was like oh okay official yeah go ahead so you know he's a professor at Temple like right up the street unfortunately I do know Okay, so he was making some uh, remarks at the UN, and he called for basically a free Palestine state. He wanted um, them to be free, and he used the the phrase "from the river to the sea." Okay, which he said it was like a kind of an old school kind of phrase that they used back in the day to want to. Um, like unite Israel. He got a lot of feedback because they were saying that it was anti-Semitic and he was advocating for uh, basically the genocide of the Jewish people in Israel. Wow. He said his uh, reference to of the river to the sea was not a call to destroy um, anyone, you know, type of people or anyone, you know, race. It was a call for justice. Mm-hmm. And... He promptly got fired from CNN. Um, And so when I read the story, it kind of took me back to when we talked about Rihanna and how she was trying to get involved in like endorsing candidates um, here in the U.S. Because, you know, she's not a citizen. So Mm -hmm. it's like, Mark, what you got to do with Israel? (laughs) Nothing. Why are you? But why are you at the U.N.? talking about what they need to do she's being too big for her britches okay she needs to pump the brakes why are we calling him a she i mean well can we have a disclaimer because <laughs> you know we live in disclaimer age okay us gay men calling mark lamont hill she is not an attack on women because people love the word attack mm-hmm. it's not um an attack on his masculinity at all it's it's a a colloquial term mm-hmm. that people in our family use fondly for one another. Sis. That's all. Mm-hmm. But again, this is alleged. We have no proof. 
we have no video, we have no photographs, we have no yet, no no documentation to prove our statements. No. But what we're just saying is that I call you bitch all the time, bitch. <laughs> I'm a, I call you bitch every day. You do, bitch. Yeah, sis, girl, sis, honey, auntie. It's it's understand. It's just it's how we it's, speak to one another. Yeah. So us calling him miss gr- miss sis, is not yeah. Because, you know, gay men, we love a diva. Mm-hmm. We love a woman. That's actually, it's, it's, it's an exaltation. I mean, he's a diva. It's an exaltation. Yeah. He, he is a diva. Yeah. I mean, he does the basketball-wise reunions. Sis. Girl. Girl. Honey. You know, he came to LaSalle University and gooped really? us out of our money once. Oh. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a conversation for another time, honey. Okay. Gooped us. Gooped. Sis was late, came mm. gave a, uh, an abbreviated speech. And left without taking Ooh. questions. Gooped. And those are facts. Were the receipts? <laughs> Were the receipts? Yes. I have the receipts. Oh. I, I can pull them. Okay. But the statute of limitations is passed. Wow. Well, well, technically not because I made the statement present day. But what I'm saying is that since mm-hmm. you have bigger fish to fry, we support you, we support you Mr. Lamont. Yeah, girl. I mean, you can't get that job back at CNN, but. What about Huff Poe? They hiring? Well, he was working. He's he's working a Huff, Huff Post okay. for a second, for a hot little okay. second. Well, Temple University said they're about to release him, so they are. Mm-hmm. I bet. Has a coffee shop, sis. Ooh. Well, you know I'm with there. They ain't have no snacks. They ain't have no food. Mm. But go support. What's it called? Well, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Is that the story? That's it. Well, okay. I'm off her. <laughs> What's the next segment, Maurice? Next segment is... It's time for our listener letter. Listener letter. Yes. Do you have it? I have it. Okay. We had kind of a different listener letter this week. Hi, Justin and Maurice. The most recent This Is Us episode dealt with Tess, Randall's daughter, coming out as being gay. She was in middle school and she was afraid to tell anyone because she feared being bullied. Is this realistic in today's time? Is coming out for young children not a big deal? Or is it still a big deal? What are your thoughts, M? Hi, M. <laughs> Thank you for writing it to Category Is. Yeah, we love it. Um, we're not young kids. So I think you might have posed the conversation <laughs> to the wrong people. <laughs> But no, honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're an elder. You're not even my generation, honey. I mean, I'm an elder millennial. You're a Gen Xer. Who? You. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Root. Root. But I was just saying, like, um, we're a little bit older. I can't really speak, given my personal experience. Okay. As to what it is for children coming out today. Now. Okay. My perception. Uh huh. However. Mm-hmm. Is, is that it is a lot more acceptable. Okay. Um, I have, you know, I know children who are going through middle school and mm-hmm. are like, you know, 13, mm-hmm. you know, 12, 13, and they say they know gay people. Mm-hmm. That did not happen right. when I was mm-hmm. in that age group. Um, but having those feelings, mm-hmm. potentially suspecting mm-hmm. that... I was one of those people, mm-hmm. but actively fighting to try to right. not be one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, I don't know because I mean I there was a short period when I taught mm-hmm. um, 
high school. Taught? Yeah, when I did that program and I taught oh, children about yeah, like yeah, um, yeah. constitution and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was in a high school setting and mm-hmm. there was kids who were out. Mm-hmm. And flamboyant mm-hmm. and gay mm-hmm. and femme and gender non-conforming. Mm-hmm. So to me, it warmed my heart to see mm-hmm. that they felt so safe. Right. To be their whole selves mm-hmm. in a space. Authentic, yeah. Authentically. Mm-hmm. Um, that I didn't feel the safety mm-hmm. to be. And it goes not to safety because in the privacy of my bedroom mm-hmm. at that tender age... I explored that. Okay. Um, but to do so publicly is a revolutionary mm-hmm. act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that children feel the comfort to so, do that yeah. publicly, mm-hmm. um, to me, is impressive. And yeah. shows me that effort and movement mm-hmm. has been made. Okay. But I can't personally speak to how children feel today mm-hmm. coming out. Okay. Um, I know that for me, coming out in high school was not necessarily... <laughs> And it's tough because my, mm. I mean, I, without going too deep into my coming out story, but it's just like in high school, I just didn't, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And I was still trying to be, I mean, I was sure, but I wasn't sure. And mm-hmm. I was trying to be some, I was trying to be what the expectation was. Right, and right. a certain amount of freedom happens to someone in college. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really embraced who the who F I was. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. Mm-hmm. And then when I told my family, they were like, okay. <laughs> And then it was like the biggest letdown. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I should have just done this earlier. A long time ago, yeah. But, you know, at, for the, the culture and the time mm-hmm. that I grew up in, mm-hmm. gave me the messages that it wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. So I can't help but feel as though that the culture and the time that we're in mm-hmm. is now giving children the message that it is okay yeah, yeah. at 14. Uh, yeah. And to me, that is great. Okay. Yeah, so... I'm from a really, really, really small town in like very rural South Carolina. And so when I was in middle school, high school, yeah, that was not going to happen. And, you know, growing up in that time, in that space, it does kind of repress and like suppress kind of who you are and who you want to be because you have this fear of not necessarily what... It wasn't necessarily what my family was going to think. It was more so what everyone else was going to think and what everyone was going to think about um, my family. And so when I was that age, I was like, absolutely not. You know, I'm not coming out. I don't feel comfortable. And I think it does go to the comfort. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, had I grown up in today's time in a more urban or progressive environment yeah maybe i would have you know done that earlier but when i was that age definitely not so yeah and so you know that experience that life does kind of color and shape who you know who i am today and it's just like i a few years ago i was a camp counselor at like this um program and there were these like high school um, age children who they were out and they were had their rainbows and they were just as you know authentic as they wanted to be mm-hmm. and they did not care at first I was like ooh, ooh you might want to slow that down you know you're only 15 like how you know why are you doing this you might want to calm it down a little bit 
But then they were like, no, why would I calm it down? But they're doing that because of like the sacrifices you made. Right, right. Like They're doing that mm -hmm. because... I couldn't. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, like at first I was like, you need to pump the brakes. But then I was like, wait a minute. No, be who you are. Like live it, love it, embrace it. Mm -hmm. And the more confident and comfortable that you are in your own skin and being who you are go for it like when i look back i'm thinking like if i had been that confident mm -hmm. at 14 15 you know where would i be today and it's just like they're being their authentic selves right today and they're not suppressing or repressing who they are yeah, and the hopeful the hopeful thing that it does for me, mm -hmm. and it kind of goes back to something we discussed last week with our mm -hmm. listener letter in mm -hmm. terms of like the development right. or delayed the de development yeah, yeah, yeah. for gay men, especially mm -hmm. at our age, mm -hmm. is is that the fact that gay boys, like you know, at 13, 14, 15, yeah. 16, are able to identify that they're gay mm -hmm. and embrace it mm -hmm. publicly. Because the public, I mean, I knew I was a gay boy young. Yeah. In my heart. Mm -hmm. But there's this whole public performance right. of straightness, of masculinity, mm -hmm. that you have to kind of, uh, you know, subscribe to right, and, right, right. and act out. Mm -hmm. But the fact that, like, kids are not having to do that so mm -hmm. young, mm -hmm. to me, only speaks to the fact that they're not as developmentally delayed. Mm-hmm. And that maybe when they're our age, mm -hmm. they can find themselves not having to deal with all of that, all of the horrible, yeah. you know, processing that yeah. that in their thirties mm -hmm. when they could have processed it in their mm -hmm. teens, yeah, like their straight counterparts, like they exactly because you know their straight counterparts at fifteen, sixteen, whatever they're you know out doing their thing. And it's just not those developmental delays. That's yeah. all. So I think it's. I think it's. I great. think it's a good thing. But I, again, we can't. We spoke. I think as best as we could mm -hmm. to our own to experiences it, yeah. and juxtaposed them with those of students. Mm -hmm. and I, well, they are students, hopefully, because they should still be in school. <laughs> Stay in school, children. But yes, thank you for writing in. M. We really appreciate it. Yes. Remember to write into our podcast with any letters yes. or questions or Comments. categories. Yeah, categories too. That you may have mm -hmm. at categoryispod at gmail.com. And while you're at it, please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Most importantly, subscribe <laughs> on whatever platform <laughs> you have yes. or however you listen to us. Yes. All right. What's next, Maurice? It's time for I Said What I Said. This week. I'm feeling a little more festive as I previously stated. It's December. However, I still do not like nor support a toy drive. Now, please understand, I'm not the Grinch. You are. I am not Quasimoto. <laughs> Was he a Grinch-like character? No. Well, he's French and it's Catholic, right? Yes. I don't know. I am not. What else is a, a Grinch type character? That's it, the Grinch. I'm not a, a Christmas hating person. I love Jesus Christ and I love the Christmas. <laughs> but what I do not love is it the commercialism. Is. Right, I hate that too. But. And the toy 
drives. In law school, mm-hmm. and, oh, I'm sorry, in undergrad, mm-hmm. I was ahead of this like black student, well, this black or you know, African American student league. Right. And we did a turkey drive every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And when I became president, was running it, I was like, you know, for Thanksgiving, we're not just going to bring these people canned yams. We're going to bring them fresh yams. We didn't just bring them a turkey. We brought them, you know, mm-hmm. the turkey, the cornbread to make fresh stuffing, the celery, the carrots. We brought them olive oil, butter. I one of that. Okay, but what I'm saying is this. Nothing was canned because we wanted to give them nutrition. We wanted to give them freshness. We wanted to give them, you know... They did not want bourgeois, high end, hunty. We bought. I mean, we came. We brought them rolls of Reynolds heavy duty foil, heavy duty foil, mm-hmm. like no ex- expenses paid, you know, spared Spare, rather. Yeah. We brought them, you know, macaroni and cheese with like gouda, and mm-hmm. that's just my bougie taste, you know. <laughs> but it was re- real, and I'll never forget. We, and this is not all families, but it is some. We, we selected four families mm-hmm. and we spent $250 on each family. Okay. Bringing them all the groceries that they for needed. For one meal. For one meal. Because I wanted them not to have like, you know, a nice, but like a bougie meal. A quality meal. Okay. And when we dropped off the groceries, mm-hmm. Homegirl had a whole <laughs> dining room full, full of groceries. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is she running a soup kitchen out of here? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I was still such a type of way yeah. because she was like, you know, we work with the campus outreach to find families who needed the support. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she clearly had like, she it. had like five turkeys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is just like, even she cooks this food and freezes it. Like, it's not going to last yeah. that long. Like, yeah. this is not, this is an overkill. Yeah. And this is us. If we're supporting her, then we're not supporting someone else who someone actually else who needs actually it. Needs it yeah. And I really, like, dead ass in that moment, wanted to, like, take our groceries back. <laughs> but it was like, then what do we look like? So, I mean, back to the reason of me not supporting toy drives. Right. If I'm checking out and you ask me to jo- donate to the Juvenile Diabetes Fund, it's going to be a no. <laughs> do you want to spare a dollar for Nope, I surely don't because I need my dollar. But it's not that I don't support charities because I do on a mm-hmm. yearly basis I write a check or I give up my time okay. and my effort and energy which yeah. I think sometimes means That's, more yeah 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 um cause it's easy to write a check yeah but if you hit me up every time I go to the store every time I, I that's not how do I keep track of that one yeah and that's just too much. Can I claim it on my taxes? It's just no. We're not you want to round up to the nearest dollar? No, I surely don't. <laughs> but what I find with toy drives, and the reason I don't like toy drives and don't really support toy drives, mm-hmm. is just like, how do I know that these toys are going to kids who need toys? And we were discussing this. I support other drives. I love a coat drive. Kids need coats while they're at the bus stop. Kids need to be kept warm. Kids grow fast as hell. The coat that they get in, you know, uh, December or winter season of 2018, 2019 will hopefully last them the next the next winter. Mm-hmm. But it's sure as hell ain't going to last in the following winter. It's not. But it's like, that's a coat. But it's like when we have bicycles and, you know, balls of all sorts and toy guns mm-hmm. and all these fun, hot gifts that kids like. Yeah. I, I've seen instances... Where some families are signed up to multiple lists. Multiple, yeah. And their kids get 
all hats and lots of toys. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's a whole exploitative thing. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I usually do not support toy drives. Right. I'll give cash money. Like, no, well, well, like for Monday, I'm going to like a, a industry, like, you know, holiday oh, cocktail party. Look at you, bitch. And they're like, oh, bring a toy uh-huh. for entry. No. I'm not going to bring a toy, but I'll write you a check. <laughs> or I'll hand you like, you know, I'll hand you $30. I can buy you multiple toys. Um, I'm iffy about giving cash. That's true, too. Yeah. I'll write a check. But it's just like. Not even that. But then it's like. I used to get toys that were always like educational type toys. Mm-hmm. But it's just. They don't want that. I, I'm always just so reluctant to give so freely to those organizations mm-hmm. because I never get a report on like. Where we my went contribution to. went, yeah. what was being done with it, mm-hmm. and whether or not it's like above board. Yeah, I just yeah, because like I think when there's any kind of like donation drive or things like that, my question is always, are they actually getting what I donated? And so, well, with Salvation Army, they're pretty like together. Mm. Still, you know, we still got a question. Mm-hmm. And so, like even so, like when they're like, oh, well, do you want to round up? Do you want to give this? Do you want to give that? And I'm like, mm, probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I just feel like there's always just that kind of question in the back of my mind is like, is it reaching who is intended to reach? And then like, because even when I was in college, we kind of did those um, turkey drives, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Christmas drives also. And like you said, these people would sign up for multiple um like church list, this right. program, that program. And so there was one time where um, we spent like a lot of money, like getting the turkeys and like the whole meal and like creating this whole, you know, kind of basket for these people. And the lady opened the door and she's just like, mm, that's all y'all got. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll just put it with the rest of them. And she had like 10 <laughs> of these baskets, like, you know, stacked up in the corner. So it's just like, is it just, you know, a certain person like hoarding, you know, all these supplies or, you know, does it, is it able to be spread out to the people who really need it? So it's just like the reach and the goals of the, the program. Is it, mm-hmm. is it, you know, meeting those goals? But right. I guess you're still a Grinch though. I'm a Grinch. Yes. I am. <laughs> I recognize it. I'll own it. And I said what I said. You're a Grinch. So my I said what I said this week is because we kind of got on the whole Christmas theme and then also about consent and mm-hmm. my I said what I said this week is about the Me Too movement has now impacted Christmas holiday songs. Christmas carols? Christmas carols. Yeah, basically. So this radio station in Cleveland, which have you ever been to Cleveland? What's in Cleveland? Like TGI Fridays and there's no reason for me to go to TGI Fridays. Old Navy. That's all that's in Who Cleveland. Who shots the Old Navy says? People in Cleveland. Mm. And I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but so this radio station in Cleveland said that they are banning a Christmas classic. They're banning Baby It's Cold Outside because they say Oh, you really must wait. Don't sing. Mm. Um so yeah, so they are banning that because they said it it emphasizes, highlights, um, perpetuates the date rape culture. Right. So, if you've ever listened to the lyrics, um, this song was made, I believe, in 19... It was written, I think, in 1944. And then it was in a film, I think, in 1950. And it actually won the Oscar 
for best original song Man. in 1950. Oh, wow. And the premise of the song is basically a guy and a woman get back to the guy's apartment and the weather is bad. The woman says, oh, you know, I should really be getting home because her main concern for getting home was what people would say if she did not come home that night or if she didn't come home at a decent hour. Keep in mind, it's the 1940s mm-hmm. and the um, expectations on women and virginity and decency and things like that were a lot different than they are today. Right. So she, you know was at this man's house after I assume a date and he was like oh well you know the weather's bad maybe we can just stay a little bit longer you know she's like oh what you know what is my mom gonna think what's my dad gonna think what what are my brother and sisters gonna think oh Uh my aunt you know she lives with them oh she lives yeah so (laughs) she's like and then my aunt is there what is she gonna think I'm like first of all you got too many people living in your house number one is that even legal (laughs) and then number two you know it was it was more at that time it was more about what her reputation was gonna be if she stayed out a little bit past curfew without a chaperone basically a chaperone she grown I mean, yeah, but it's like the 1940s when the song came out. Okay. And so he's like, oh, well, you know, hey, it's it's cold. The weather's bad. The roads are icy. Maybe you should just stay a little bit longer. Stay the night, mm-hmm. you know? And then people are saying like, oh, well, she, you know, expressed her concerns and is date rapey. Oh, so, girl, please. Yeah. So, I mean, at multiple times in the song, he does ask for consent. He says, hey, can I move a little bit closer to you? Can't, you know. She's like, I really can't wait. Yeah. And so he's making comments like, oh, you know, you look beautiful. Your hair looks nice. You know, things like that. And so my thing is like, my I said what I said is, me too, you're going a bit too far these right. days. Like, to attack these Christmas um, classics, basically, and to say that. Not every not everything is date rape. Not everything is, you know, this attack on womanhood. Mm-hmm. Not everything is anti-feminist. Not everything is what you're making it out to be. And right. so, you know, if you look at the lyrics, okay, you know, they might be a little bit dodgy in parts. But, you know, I mean, it was written in 1940-something. The times were different. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking at it in the lens of 2018 with, you know, all these other things, the man never violently or even he just asked her to stay a little bit longer. He's enjoying her company. He doesn't, you know, force himself on her. There's nothing like aggressive about it. And then he the one sticking line in this song is she um, says, hey, what's in this drink? And mm-hmm. it's just like. They're saying, oh, he drugged her. He put a roofie in her drink. He did this. He did that. No, it's not that. You're making it out to be something that is really, really not. And so it's just like, me too. Y'all need to stop. Because then I started to look at kind of, you know, other Christmas songs that were a little bit ambiguous. I mean, like, it's like, okay, well... If you're going to attack this song, are you going to attack Santa Claus is Coming to Town? Mm -hmm. Because this is basically a stalker situation where 
He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He's watching you. He's coming. You know, it's just like, and this is, you know, Santa Claus is watching these little kids. Is that pedophilia? Okay. Are you going to ban that? And then if you look at Santa Baby, (laughs) which was popularized by Eartha Kitt, I think she has the most famous version of the song. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, you know, in that song, it's basically glorifying a prostitution (laughs) or sugar sugar daddy kind of situation. And she's like, hey, what are you going to give me? You know, if I do these things for you, you know, what are you going to give me? And so it's just like, at what point are you guys going to stop with the Me Too movement? Because now you're attacking like Christmas carols and things that if you go looking for something, you're going to find that one word that, you know, one phrase that you can say is going to kind of destroy the whole thing. But I mean, you're reaching Me Too movement. And so the radio station put out a poll. So 90% of the people said that they don't find the song offensive. And the station admitted that like one caller, um, call, one listener called in and said that she found offense with the song. And so that's why they're going to ban the song. Y'all need to stop. I say what I said. So now it's time for our next segment. And that's tens 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 across the board board. so we have a collective tens this week and we we are giving tens to priyanka chopra and nicholas jeffrey jonas they got married over the weekend they had multiple ceremonies and events for this wedding it was the epitome of platinum wedding opulence it was everything so they had the hindu ceremonies to celebrate her culture and then they had like the western ceremony to celebrate his and it was ridiculous yeah you remember that show back in the day platinum weddings and i would always love when they had the indian weddings because the indian wedding i think is like a week long it's like it's like five to seven days Mm -hmm. and they have multiple ceremonies they have like um i think it's called mindy where they do the henna tattoos on the bride's hands and the purpose of that is like they um decorate her hands and then they put his name somewhere in the design of the henna tattoo and so it's supposed to take him a long time to find out find where his name actually is on his on her hands and so it kind of Mm-hmm. Um, has some kind of significance. I don't know exactly what it is at this point. But um, so they did that. And then they had like this other ceremony, which was like multiple per- dance performances and like these Bollywood kind of um, ensemble casts would come together. And they did like these stage performances. They had the uh, Western ceremony. She had like a 75 foot veil. That veil was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Her gown was um, custom Ralph Lauren, who that was only his fourth bridal gown that he designed. He designed like for his daughter, his niece and like a uh, cousin or something and then hers. And so that was like his only his fourth bridal design, which it was kind of like a overlay, very heavily embroidered and detailed, like a lace overlay. And then it, she had like a sheath um, dress underneath that. The only problem I had with it, I didn't like the buttons all the way down the front. But other than that, it looked amazing. And then um, they had, she had a like a red dress on for the mm-hmm. the Hindu ceremony. So yeah, it was, it was, it was 
opulence. The wedding was like stage managed to the gods because they had like drone footage. <laughs> they had all I mean, these. That veil was how long? Yeah, but then they had like all these um, like slow motion videos, and the venue was just amazing because outside ceremony, and they've only been dating for seven months. And he proposed, I think, like two months into the relationship. And then, you know, five months later, the wedding was epic. So she got like a Tiffany engagement ring. And I think she had a show card um, wedding ring. So really impressed with that. It was it just looked amazing. I kind of wish that Her Royal Highness Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, was there because they're really good friends. Was she? Yeah, she wasn't there. No, 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 she wasn't there. But, um, you know, they're really good friends. So I was kind of hoping that, you know, maybe she made the trip down to India, like, you know, incognito, but she didn't make it. And, you know, but she got to see Michelle Obama. So tens, tens, tens for Priyanka. All right. So that's our tens across the board this tens, week. Tens, tens, tens across, across the, the board. board. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening in. Thanks for staying tuned with us. This is a little bit longer yes. episode. It's our 12th episode. Yeah. But, you know, it seems like it's flying by. So we're flying by. <laughs> really excited about that. And, you know, we just want to make sure you guys like, rate, review, um, give us a comment. Subscribe. Also subscribe. Yeah. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you get every episode as soon as they drop on whatever listening platform you subscribe to and you know send us a letter send us a shout out send us a comment hashtag category is on any social media that you have and we look forward to seeing you guys next week yes see you next week (laughs) and we'll see you later Bye. bye